Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Building Partnerships, Health Plans, and Community-Based Organizations. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on April 4, 2018. In this podcast, Patricia Yeager, Executive Director at the Independence Center, discusses community-based organization partnerships in action. Hello, this is Patricia Yeager. Um, so I'm going to talk about a, a different uh, uh, group of people. The Independence Center is a nonprofit um, organization based in Colorado Springs that provides traditional, i.e. skilled, and um, self-directed home health care services. Um, self-directed is often with family and friends. We also do independent living skills training and advocacy services for people with disabilities. Um, we have 340 employees. Uh, we suffer, we carry, uh, cover a six-county area, and we are not uh, a residential um, facility. So the services range from providing peer support, skill classes, um, employment assistance to individuals, and advocacy to affect change both within the disability community and in, in the outside. Please see our website. There's so much more that we do that I don't have time to talk about. Our mission is to work with people with disabilities, their family, and the community to create independence so that all may thrive. Uh, in general, the participants in our um, uh, uh, home health um, division are under the age of 65, and all of them qualify for Medicaid services. Between 15 and 20 percent are uh, dually eligible beneficiaries. We've been providing home health services for about 30 years in this area, so we have a lot of credibility and trust, and we have been serving individuals with disabilities between the ages of three and 105, so we have a lot of experience. Next slide. Um, the IC focuses on person-centered planned cares. We live and breathe this. Most of us have disabilities. The participant and the family are at the center of decision-making. We bring in-depth knowledge of eligibility and entitlement programs, as well as local um, services to the consumer. Um, customized caregiver plan training for unique service plans. Each person in our home health um, division has a, uh, a, a care, a plan care, a care plan, um, plan of care, and we teach uh, and train the providers on how to do that particular um, service. Um, we value and we really work to promote and build internal and external collaborations to create better outcomes with the participants and the payer. We sort of have a right brain, left brain. Part of us is medical, part of us is social. We have struggled with that, but because of it, we are able to listen to the um, healthcare provider and their patient, our consumer, and, and better address their issues. Next slide. I'm going to deviate a little bit from this um, uh, timeline. In 1987, our home health, uh, Medicaid-only home health agency was established by a woman who was a quad. Um, in 1994, the Independent Living Center, the civil rights part of this um, organization came up. In 2011, I came in to modernize our organization, and, um, and, and through that modernization, we were getting ready. Uh, we improved our services and processes. I didn't know what we were getting ready for. I now know. In 2012, the IC board and senior staff made an intentional decision that we wanted to bring these two program, the Independent Living and, IL, and uh, Home Health, together to become a provider of health and social services under the independent living model, consumer-controlled model. Um, this led to what we're hoping to do is show that 
Independent Living Center could be financially and otherwise supported internally by our partnership with home health and externally with partnerships in uh, healthcare. But we could not do this alone. We had to have partnerships in the community, and you'll see in our model how that worked. In, in 2015, we joined the SCAN. Uh, actually, it was put on by the Colorado Healthcare Foundation linkage lab session that was modeled after the SCAN um, Foundation's program. And we learned about how to I learned about business acumen, how to prepare for cross-sector leadership, and it was a fabulous experience as, um, as shared by the previous presenter. Um, so currently, we're we're doing uh, we're working on two partnerships. The first is the hospital to home transition program, which actually started this week. And the second one is we're planning with the Rocky Mountain Health Services PACE program um, for the uh, person-centered community care um, model, the PCC3. So first I'm going to talk about the, um, uh, I'm, at, I'm at the hospital to home transition slide. So our goal it was is to significantly reduce the number of patients coming out of the hospital with disabilities going to a nursing home. We wanted to see if we could get them home for a faster recovery and more integration into the community. So um, I want to tell a quick story here. Uh, a, nursing home or a, a nursing home contacted us and said, this person, for lack of a ramp, could live at home. It was a gentleman with a brainstem injury, a brainstem stroke, had a young family, wanted to be home, but they didn't have a ramp. We put a ramp in, he went home, uh, we trained his wife as a CNA provider, we pay her to provide services to him, and he has an eye gaze, eye gaze system that allows him to type on the computer with eye blinks so that he can communicate. His quality of life has gone through the roof. Why can't we do that with other people coming out of the hospital? And that was the, that was the beginning of the hospital-to-home transition. This requires quite a bit of wraparound services, and you can see the list here. Um, we wanted to be able to do the assessment, take the, pick up the person from the hospital, take them home. Their home mods are already in place. Their prescriptions are there. The family has some understanding of what's getting ready to happen. We have um, already started participant engagement through our peer support specialist um, who has been in to see and visit and build a relationship with this person. And we've already started um, whatever benefits process needs to happen. Um, so this is a 30 to 60 day process, and the value to the hospital is that we get the person out faster, or at least they don't overstay their time. The, the uh, consumer has a better experience, no hospital readmits, and, uh, and they be, begin to create a, a life that they want to live. Um, to do this, we had to develop a network of CBOs in the community, and you can see uh, we had to get medical transportation, buy-in, food prep, um, the uh, OT, the, we have a, a, a contract or an MOU with a Medicare provider who can back up our nurses and um, help us with OT and PT um, uh, services. So, in order to do this, in order to promote a successful partnership, we wanted to understand the hospital's needs before presenting a plan. Um, and it was suggested to us that we get a, a, a staff person from the hospital to come to be on our board to help us figure this out. And we, in fact, did that. The director of, our, um, uh, of the hospital's um, rehab program joined our board, 
and gave us a crash course on uh, what I call uh, hospital cultural competency and uh, lingo and, and, and gave us access to the um, uh, discharge planners so we could start to identify the gaps that um, they might be having. And we identified three. Oftentimes, care planners thought the patient was too complex to go home. We have not yet met a complex case. I mean, I know they're out there, but in our view, we think that uh, we can work with just about anyone um, who is to get them home and, uh, and accommodate them. We also saw that the family needed some support and needed to be assessed. Would they be able to take care of that person? And um, uh, at the home, oftentimes they get halfway through the rehab process and, and throw up their hands and say, oh, my God, I, I don't think we can do this. We need to put this person in a nursing home. And that would impact the hospital's um, uh, bottom line. So we worked with the family. And the last one was a surprise to us. It shouldn't have been. But, but they have, uh, the hospital has a number of homeless people stuck in the hospital. And so one of our uh, pilot projects is going to be working with a homeless respite care uh, organization to, um, to help them to see if we can do this uh, for the homeless population as, as well. So we put a plan together. Our knight in shining armor from the hospital um, helped vetted the process, vetted the marketing. We met, uh, we presented it, and uh, the hospital said, okay, we're going to try this. And so we have a six-month um, pilot, and our goal is to show the hospital savings and uh, a better outcome for the client. Next slide, please. So that's the hospital to home. That was an internal planning, planning process. I'm going to briefly talk about this new project that we're engaging on, and this is an external partnership. Um, as you might know, CMS is currently considering a pilot to um, look at allowing younger people to use the current PACE project, PACE program. Um, and they are looking at dually eligible beneficiaries with seven mobility dis uh, disability uh, conditions. These people, these disability uh, folks, these folks with these disabilities are our friends, uh, people we've worked with for years, so we know this population very well. In 2015, the uh, Rocky Mountain Health Services PACE program and the IC initiated discussions and, uh, and began to meet. The, the PACE program here has a um, long history and uh, experience working with their PACE program their PACE population, but they're not really prepared to work with a younger population. The um, Independent Living Center, the IC, has experience working with younger populations and understands the needs that, um, uh, and how to, in, to encourage integration into the community, but we really don't have a lot of experience managing actual medical care and costs. Um, next slide, please. Um, so we decided to, to, part, to try this, and our objectives in our first meetings were to map out a process, what would this look like, develop examples of people who would come in and need services and how much that might cost. We've done a lot of research with our Medicaid and uh, Medicare data in this uh, county to see what are the usages, what healthcare usage does this cohort of seven disabling conditions use. We need to build a financial um, model and have a joint operating um, agreement in place. So, next slide. Um, it's, it's very different. The two cultures are different. And how I'm going to explain this is they work with um, Excel charts 
and we work with um, flowcharts and process maps. And when the two come together, it can be sort of difficult. We um, had to figure that out. And we also asked the question, could, could we do, do we have to do this with that group? Is there somebody else? And the answer was no. Um, the research that we did showed that 75% of the PACE's um, future population are people under the age of 55. So why wait to serve them? Let's get in there together and, and do it together. Um, their strengths, their current PACE provider, medical experience, and they're currently um, redoing their, their uh, clinic so that they have accessible exam tables and equipment, which will be so helpful for the younger population. Our strength is the social engagement that we do and our trust and knowledge of the, of the younger population. The initial meetings were chaotic. Um, we, I didn't know if we were going to be able to do this. They, uh, in the middle of all this, they got a new CEO. Um, he and I clicked. And, um, and we worked very well together, and the process began to, um, uh, began to open up. Um, so how we saw the, the chart people versus the picture people is that we created what I call a sandbox for the dreamer group to be able to sit down and look at what this would look like, map out a process, and then we turned it over to the subject matter experts, the medical people on, on their side, the uh, independent living people and home health people on our side to flesh out the details. Um, we know how we're going to operate, and we just need to really concentrate on, you know, the communication and how are we going to integrate all of these services um, that we currently provide. So we are um, waiting for that CMS proposal to drop. Lessons learned: We can't meet as one organization cannot meet everyone's needs. Um, partnerships are key, uh, let's see, number one, um, you need to be flexible with partners and you need to be flexible in your design because you, in your research, will find um, other things that, other gaps that will come up. Think big but start small. Um, in our hospital to home, we have committed to doing one person a month. Now we think we'll do more, but for now, to get the processes together, we're going to do one person per, um, for, um, uh, a month. And in another program we work with the VA, we decided not to take too many people until their payment process was in place, and then we knew we would get paid, and then we let more people in. We had an epiphany here that the customer is the hospital, not so much the consumer, the person with a disability. They are the beneficiary. So we are reporting to two bosses in a way, and they have two different metrics and two different agendas, often the same, but sometimes not. And finally, having a project manager who could guide us through this process and ask, ask the right questions and help us draw the picture and put it together um, was absolutely critical. All of the senior, t a leader, senior team um, had day jobs here at the center, and taking this planning on was really quite um, difficult. Future plans, next slide. Um, hopefully. I mean, hopefully, I'm going to say yes, the uh, hospital to home program works unequivocally. We'll find that out in the next six uh, months. And we want to offer it to Kaiser, other managed care um, programs for seniors. And I understand that Medicaid Advantage has just added in home support services to their list of, of benefits. That will be hugely helpful. We want to um, uh, provide this to Medicaid and to workers' compensation. Those are uh, target areas for us. Um, finally, Colorado is a fee-for-service state at the moment, and it's inching its way slowly but surely towards uh, a managed care prospect. 
and we want to really be engaged and involved so that we can um, can be a part of that movement and ensure that people with disabilities get great quality health care. And that's it. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Loon Group and is supported through the Medicare-Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes the full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations in care models. To learn more about our current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care.